praise God in the name of Jesus. God is good and his mercy endures forever. I love him because he first loved me. And so thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for cleansing me and making me whole. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today to render a word. Oh, Lord God, hallelujah. Help me to move, oh, Lord God, out of the way so that your people can hear the words that you speak today. Oh, Lord God, in your name I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. I would like you to go and get your Bibles and go with me to Isaiah chapter 5. I want to talk about a time when God had created a righteous nation. That righteous nation was by way of Abraham, the father of many nations, and God was trying to take care of people um, and help them to live, give them meaning in their lives. But along the way, uh, man's selfishness got in the way. Um, his greed got in the way. Disobedience got in the way. I'm talking about the children of Israel. But I am also talking about the days that we are living in right now. Right now, today. Yes. It is hard for us to understand that the same path that the Israelites walked, the children of God, are in jeopardy of walking those same paths today. Do you have your Bibles? Go with me to Isaiah chapter 5 as I start at this first verse. There will be many different segments to this lesson, so I want you to prepare yourself for 1, 2, and 3. If that many, but praise God, let's see what God has in store. First one says, Now I will sing to my beloved a song of my beloved, touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted in with the choicest vines and built a tower in the midst of it and also made a winepress therein. And he took and he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. God had planted a nation of people and as he planted it he liked what he saw but when it began to grow, when it began to mature, it turned into something that he was not pleased with. These wild grapes, hallelujah, that should have just been ripe, fruitful grapes, turned into wild grapes. Turned into a selfish people, a disobedient people, turned into a rogue nation. Someone who disregarded God's laws and his words and his precepts and his statutes. Disregarded everything that God had to say. Yes, they were wild grapes. Verse 3 says, And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. God is asking us to judge now. 
which way will we go? Will we serve him or will we serve sin? This is basically what he's saying. Verse 4, he says, What could I have done more to my vineyard? What have I not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, it brought forth wild grapes. When I should have had righteous beings, obedient and faithful, trusting, hallelujah, a righteous people, it ended up being a sinful nation. Oh Lord God, disobedient unto me, he is saying. I did everything that I could, God is saying. I, I've done everything, hallelujah, that I possibly could do. What more could I have done? Yes, if we look at the time when Jesus gave his life on the cross and we see how the people are acting today, we have to say what more could Christ have done? He done it all, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus out there on Mount Calvary. We got to get it together today. We have to get it together today. Listen to what he says here in verse 5. He says, and now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no more. Hallelujah. That they rain no rain upon it. Verse 7, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, yes, and the men of Judah, his pleasant plan. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry. This, this nation that he's talking about is the nation of Israel. The plant is Judah who he planted in the midst of the garden. They have disregarded everything that God has told them in the days of Moses. They have disregarded and turned to their evil ways. Verse 8 says, Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place that they may be Place alone in the midst of the earth. In mine ears, he says, in mine ears, said the Lord of hosts, of truth, many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair, without inhabitant. Yea, ten acres of a vineyard shall yield one bath, and the seed of the homer, hallelujah, shall yield an ephah. Everything is going to be decreased because of sin that has inhabited the land. Just as in the days of Adam and Eve, when sin came into the land, God had to remove that sin 
out of that righteous place. They could no longer inhabit the land, hallelujah, that was in the Garden of Eden because of sin. And so God removed them just as he is planning to remove the Israelites today. Just as God is making plans right now to do whatever he's going to do across this great land of America, across this world, because of the aggregated sin. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, his anger has now been kindled because of the sin. He says here in verse 11, woe means to be very careful to watch out because something is about to happen. Woe to those who follow strong drink. Listen to the words that God is saying. He says, woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And the heart of the vial, the tabret, and the pipe, and the wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. They have gone astray so bad they don't even see what God is doing in the earth. They pay no attention to their God, the God, their creator. Come on back with me. We're going to start at verse 12 of Isaiah 5. Yes, each segment is going to be about 9 and 45 minutes long. So just hang in there with me so we can get the understanding of what God has to say. God bless you. See you in segment 2. So here we are back again in Isaiah chapter 5, starting at verse 12. We came from verse 1 to verse 11. And so again, we're talking about this nation, the righteous nation that God himself, hallelujah, has prepared. Hallelujah, a righteous nation, someone that would serve him. But that nation went rogue, and that was the nation of Israel. I have to ask the question, are we a rogue nation today? Are we, do, are we doing everything that God has commanded us to do? Are we living the life according to his will and according to his way? Or are we living it according to our own ways? Yes. Have we taken his word and circumcised it to fit what we want to do and do nothing that he says for us to do? Just think about it as we read. I'm going to start at verse 11 again, just to bring us back. 5 and 11, I hope you have your Bibles and you're reading with me. He says, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them, and the heart and the vial and the tabret and pipe and wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. He says here in verse 13, Therefore my people are gone into captivity, because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude 
dried up with thirst. Things happen in our lives because we choose to walk away from God. You can't blame God for the things that go wrong in your life when you have made a choice. Hallelujah. You either choose life or you choose death. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you choose peace or you choose confusion. Oh, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, you have to make a choice between right and wrong. Hallelujah. Between God and Satan. But the choice is yours because God will not have a puppet. He gives you a chance to live your life to the fullest. Whatever you desire to do, hallelujah, God won't hold you back. But you can't blame him when you choose not him. For he tells us in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he came that you might have life and that you have that life abundantly. Yes, you have to make a choice between the kill, steal, and destroy or through the abundant life. For life in Christ is life everlasting. A life without Christ is just a death sentence. He says here again in verse 13, Therefore my people are gone into captivity because of their ways, because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. He says here in 14, Therefore hell hath enlarged itself, and opened her mouth without measure, and their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Even here God is allowing us to know that if we choose not him, we choose death. Yes, whatever happens to us because of the choices we make, hallelujah, there is consequences, hallelujah, either blessings or consequence. Which one will you choose? I choose God every single day of my life. He says here in, in verse 15, and the mean man shall be brought down and the mighty man shall be humbled. In the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. Those who think they are all that in the bag of chips, those who think they are so much, hallelujah, that they can't stand for other people who are poorer than them to look down, to look at them, hallelujah, they pass you by as though they are something great. He says he will humble you. Yes, Lord God, hallelujah. He says, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. I will, hallelujah, yes, Lord God, make it understood that I am the Lord your God, hallelujah, and there will be no other before me. Yes, you may serve your idols now today, but one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Have you made the right choice today and will you stick to that choice and will you be faithful as God has been faithful to us, as Jesus, the son of the living God, has been faithful to us? He says here in 17, Then shall the lambs feed after their manner and the waste places 
of the fat ones shall strangers eat. Everything, hallelujah, that these exalted men and these men of pride have, oh Lord God, everything that you have, hallelujah, the stranger is going to be able to take up because you're going to be destroyed. A sin, hallelujah, has no place in God's garden, oh Lord God, and he has to eradicate the sin, hallelujah. He says, woe to those who sin openly. Listen to what he's saying here in verse 18. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin as it were a cart of rope. That say, let him make speed and hasten his work that we may see it and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come that we may know it. They're, they're threatening God, hallelujah, in ways we're tempting God, hallelujah, to do something, hallelujah, for the iniquity that we have caused in the land, for the iniquity that we have done. We're tempting him to show his power. Show me, Lord. They say, where is your God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've been serving them for so long. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and doing all the right things, but where is your God? So they're out there doing sin after sin after sin, tempting God to come and show his face. Hallelujah. If you call that, that's a showdown with the Lord that I don't want to have nothing to do with because he says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Those who willful sin, hallelujah, oh, be careful. You may fall into the hands of the living God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, hallelujah, there is no more sacrifice, hallelujah, for you when you willfully sin. Oh, come on and go with me to verse 20. He says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I'll explain to you that that means that you decided, hallelujah, that what is right, hallelujah, is wrong, and what is wrong is now right. We have taken and turned God's word upside down so that it will fit our desired lives. Instead of the lives that God desired for us to live, we have taken his word and we have twisted it all around. We're doing things that's not convenient for us today, as though these children of Israel were doing. They negated his word, hallelujah, neglected it, hallelujah, and made it for what they wanted it to be. They were a form of their own righteousness, not the righteousness of God. And I tell you today, there is no righteousness without God. Hallelujah, there is no other righteousness. There's no other way that a man can be saved except by the name of Jesus Christ himself. And except that you walk in the ways of the Lord, hallelujah, you can no longer stay clean unless you walk in the counsel of the godly. Yes, Lord God, he says they call bitter sweet and sweet, bitter, right, wrong, and wrong, right. 
you have twisted my words. Come on and go back with me. Segment three is coming. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We are back. We're in segment three, at, still in chapter five of Isaiah, and we're at the 21st verse. Let me go back and read, hallelujah, 20 for you. Stay with me, please. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. He says in 21, he says, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Oh, I don't need anybody to tell me anything. I know which way I'm going. I know what I'm doing. Hallelujah. And it's all right. Hallelujah. God knows my heart. How many times have you heard people say to you, God knows my heart? Well, yes, he does know your heart. He knows exactly what you're going to do one minute from the next. Here he knows, hallelujah, Jesus knew, God knew that these people would not do anything that he asked them to do. But that they will become a filthy nation, a nation of sin and iniquity, transgressing the laws of God. At this point, God is upset with the children of Israel. Could you look at the times that we live in and now and partly say that God is upset with this world, hallelujah, and the direction that it has taken? It is time for us to clean up while there is still time before Christ comes back again. He says here in 22, Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. Be very careful because I know in the book, hallelujah, it says, hallelujah, yes, Lord, he talked to the disciples and told them, hallelujah, to pray, hallelujah, that they enter not into temptation, hallelujah, to always be aware, hallelujah, because the spirit may be willing, but the flesh is weak. Be ye sober, he says, be in your right mind. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. He says in verse 23, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Oh, Lord, God is twisted, isn't it? It's twisted today. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble and the flame consume the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness and their blossom shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despise the word of the Holy One of Israel. The time is coming when you're going to have to be punished. You're going to have to accept the consequences of your ways. Yes, Lord God, I, I made a vow to the Lord and I will not go back, but I'm going to trust him. I'm going to serve him. 
Hallelujah. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. This is in the Old Testament. So just imagine the words that were spoken. Hallelujah. In the New Testament. I often say you got to know where you was coming from before you know where you was going. Read the Old Testament. The same God that was here in the Old Testament is here right now in the New Testament. He says hell is opening up his mouth that it may receive all the ungodly. Listen to what he says in verse 25. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people. And he hath stretched out forth his hand against them. And hath smitten them. And the hills did tremble. And their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all, his, all this his anger is not turned away. But his hand is stretched out still. COVID-19. Just yesterday, a thousand people lost their lives. And we have to wonder that we serve an amazing God. Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth. We serve a mighty God. But he has not turned away this COVID-19. There has to be a reason. There has to be an example. There has to be, hallelujah, oh Lord God, a message in this storm. Because we know that God is able to do all things but fail. And so all he would have to do is wave his hand. Is God sending a message to the people today? Hallelujah. If I were you, hallelujah, I would wake up. Hallelujah. And called on the name of Jesus. Don't turn back now. But keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. Hallelujah. I would like to read 25 if I can again. He says therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people. And he has stretched forth his hand against them. And has smitten them. And the hills did tremble. And their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this, his anger is not turned away. Even though people are dying everywhere, his anger is still not turned away. But his hand is stretched out still. Hallelujah. What will you do? Hallelujah. Today, will you call on the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Will you repent of your sins? And be baptized. Will you call on the name of Jesus and allow him, oh Lord God, to come into your life? Yes, Lord God. I'll read on 26 to 30. And he will lift up his ensign to the nations from far and will hiss unto them from the ends of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary, nor stubble, hallelujah, among them. None shall slumber nor sleep, neither shall the girdle of them of their loins be loose, nor the latches of their shoes be broken. Whose arrows are sharp, and all their bows bent. Their horses' hoofs shall be counted like flint, and their wheels like whirlwind. Their roaring shall be like lions. Hallelujah. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey 
and shall carry it away safe, and none shall deliver it. And it is, and in that day, they shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one look unto the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. The day is coming, hallelujah, in these days he was talking about Babylon that will come after the children of Israel for all the evil that they had done. Right now, about us today, COVID seems to be our Babylon. Babylon, hallelujah, has come to America. COVID-19, hallelujah, is wiping people off the face of the earth as I speak. I pray to you today that if you're serving God, Serve him with a clean and a pure heart. Serve him with honor and dignity and respect. Serve him with unity, all ye lands, the body of Christ. Hallelujah, don't separate, but come together, hallelujah, and worship. Come together, hallelujah, and call on the mighty name of God. Hallelujah, that one day, hallelujah, he may hear, hallelujah, yes, Lord God, and wave his hands and cleanse this earth. I pray to you today that we as children of God stand up and be counted as the righteous, hallelujah, following his word, hallelujah, and his commandments, not taking it for granted, but trusting in the Lord with all of our heart and leaning not to our own understanding, acknowledging him in everything that we do so that he can direct our paths. Oh, Lord God, he will lead us in the pathways of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, Lord God, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadows of death, we will fear no evil because God will be with us. God bless you. May heaven smile down upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.